y'all thanks for joining me again this week uh this week i am talking with harvey from the uh, hoot and holler podcast um and also uh, affiliated with the southwest mo solidarity network um this week we talk about uh, mutual aid um, we also talk about some uh, ufos uh, the booger dog the ozarks and also the ozark howler and how those might just be uh, the same fucking thing. It's just a dog. Probably. Who knows? I have no idea. But, um, yeah. It was, this is a pretty short episode this week. Um, yeah, it was just a nice little chat, um, between friends. Kind of just sat down and, uh, talked for a spell just about things. And I, of course, uh, bring up Posadism again because I can't fucking stop talking about it. Anyways... Um, yeah, oh, wait a second, um, yeah, let's just get into it, let's fall right in and, uh, let's just start the show. Harvey Day, and I co-host a podcast called Hoot and Holler, and I also help organize with a mutual aid network called Southwest Missouri Solidarity Network. Nice. And um, how, well, I know how long you've been doing that for, but like, uh, kind of um, tell us more about the mutual aid you guys are doing right now. Yeah, well, it's it's pretty new. I think we started uh, the end of October, probably. And it all got started because a comrade said that their partner who worked at a homeless shelter was having people come up and say they were in need of blankets. And so we just got a group of people together to figure out how to get the people blankets. And from there, it kind of snowballed and it's taken on this whole, this whole other thing. That's pretty awesome. Um, and we're all new at it. You know, most of us have no idea what we're doing. We don't have a lot of people with previous organizing experience in, but we're finding our way and we've had some, uh, pretty successful distribution events. We last weekend, we had a brake light clinic that went really well and we're going to do some more of those and yeah, we're, we're figuring out as we go. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I've, I know that like in our, um, and like, I've been seeing you guys talk about it in the, um, 
in the discord the sra discord and stuff too and like trying to also organize it on twitter and everything too and it's i think it's really cool um i obviously i haven't been helping too much with it but uh i think it's just because of covid and i'm scared to do anything so like uh but i think yeah it's and of course like with everything else covid covid really um complicates everything yeah. involved with it from from the organizing perspective and and having to do everything through chat and through zoom calls and then also you know we decided to move from a model of holding distribution events where we gathered a bunch of people because that's a terrible idea yeah and and we started something called boot census because as we were on the ground and talking to people one of the biggest needs that kept coming up was that people didn't have good sturdy boots going into the winter. And when you're outside all the time and you're walking around the whole town, that can make a whole world of difference. So we decided to start taking a census of people and getting their shoe size and asking them what else they needed. And now we're matching them up with boots that we find in thrift stores and Facebook marketplace. And then we see what else they need, whether it's jackets, coats. Uh, sorry, <laughs> did I cut out? My mom just called. <laughs> oh no, just, just a tiny bit, but it wasn't too bad. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so we get them their boots, whatever else they've asked for. Sometimes it's cat food, sometimes it's a coat. And then we, just text them directly and meet up with them and get them what they need. That's awesome. So that model is working out pretty well. Yeah. I think, um, have you guys gotten like quite a bit of support around it or like, cause I, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on was also to kind of signal boost you guys. Cause I have, I have like some, I have like, I have, I have a decent amount of like reach, but not, it's not like super good or anything, but like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I kind of want to signal boost you guys and like, get more help if I can. And then um, do you guys have ways? Yeah, well, we have some. Um... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, do you guys have ways of like um, people contributing that are in the local in our local area in the Ozarks? Yeah, we have our Venmo, um, which on Venmo, it's SWMO Solidarity Network. And um, we're on all the social media platforms. I don't think we have an Instagram, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anybody can Venmo us there. And we actually have a couple of really cool fundraisers coming up in the new year, um, which I won't uh, debut right now. Yeah. We're still working out some details on them, but um, keep an eye out on those because we have some really fun ways for people to contribute. Because, uh, you know, I think people are, more people are cottoning on to the fact that our government is not going to do anything to save us. And so the only thing we have is each other and we have to have each other's backs. And that's what mutual aid is all about. For sure. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's been in the last week or two, it's been growingly apparent that our government's not going to do fuck all to like do anything to like help any of us. So no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're actively going to harm us. So yeah, of course, that's just what happens. And like, I think um, 
I think with this too, it's like, I think in this area in particular, we have like a problem with like um, our local government, even like with like the homeless and everything. Like we don't, we don't share homeless at all good here in like in this area, especially like spring, the Springfield area either. And like, yeah, well, and Springfield's been making a little bit of news with that lately with uh well i mean just in local news with our city council voting down uh a proposal to allow people to put tents up in the city yeah with with the eviction moratorium ending in just a few days you know where are people supposed to go and a local church had agreed to provide the tents to provide the trash pickup and to provide the sanitation porta potties for a tent city and the city just said no yeah that's that's crazy to me that that would be like an issue even right like even having like um like not allowing people to just put tents where the fuck they want to put tents at you know like yeah and it's just about i mean they said it'll it'll make things unsafe in the city and it's just a load of bullshit because they don't want to look at poor people you know yeah it's, they just don't want to have to see it and be reminded of it. Yeah, it'll make things unsightly for like <laughs> for consumerism is what mm-hmm. it, it's basically what it is. Like it's not that it's going to be unsafe. And Springfield is so rapidly, yeah. Springfield is so rapidly gentrifying too. The rent prices have skyrocketed since the last time I was renting in Springfield. Yeah, uh my rent has gone up like uh I want to say probably over the last like five years my rent's gone up like a hundred dollars almost so really yeah it's pretty whenever we whenever we first moved to springfield we had a two-bedroom house with uh it was two stories and there was a whole like floor on the upstairs and it had a fenced in yard and it was 3.95 a month (laughs) And I mean, it was a pretty shitty house, but it was fine. It did the job. And now, I don't know. I never see rents lower than six fifty in Springfield, which I'm sure people in other parts of the country are like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> but, but here, for here, if you know, that's if that's where rents are starting, that that price has jumped a lot. Yeah, and it has too. Like. Um... I think like houses last time I checked at houses here, it was like, I think the cheapest one I found was like 700 almost. Um, and that was lucky. Yeah. I mean, and that was like a, a decent house. I mean, I could of course go to like find a, a more ran down house and get it like cheaper, but it would be like almost impossible to find something cheaper than that price here. Yeah. And that's just, I, I mean, to other parts of the country, I'm sure they're, shaking their heads but i never rented below 550 i think in springfield oh yeah but yeah the people are getting people are getting more and more priced out and more and more ugly housing developments are going up and just where are people supposed to go yeah and that's the that's the problem too is like even here the housing market in springfield is so bad because like um because like people are just buying up all the houses too. Like I know there's a guy that I know Mm -hmm. that I used to talk to that was like, he's like a professional landlord. It's a nice person, but also like Mm -hmm. inherently being 
a landlord is not nice. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. not, it's not good to do that because like you're basically doing with what people are doing with like the PS fives right now. Right. You're like buying up all of these houses <laughs> right. and marking up the prices on them for rent. And then it's making it like impossible for people that like can just, can just buy a house at like market price, but even the market price is fucked anyways too. And so. Springfield is notorious for slum Lords. Mm-hmm. You know, those property developers that buy up hundreds of houses across the city and don't take care of any of them. Yeah. Like Wooten is like the person that uses that does mm-hmm. my apartment building and Wooten is just terrible. I mean, I, I don't understand. Yeah. And there Wooten is all over town too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty awful, but I think, uh, I think what you guys are doing is like really good with just like any sort of help because like I think people need it right now especially in this time because it's just it is just so uncertain of like um like where this country's going and then like I think the more and more groups that are starting to do stuff like you guys are doing I think it's great and uh yeah I just I hope it goes somewhere too like I hope it gets bigger too I'm gonna promote the hell out of it yeah well thanks man I hope it I hope it goes well in this next year to a big reason we wanted to do it too is because the only place for people to get help in Springfield is through Christian organizations. Yeah. You know, you can't get any sort of food assistance, shelter assistance, unless it's through a Christian organization. And we want something to be out there where, you know, we're not asking anything in return. You know, you don't have to, pledge your allegiance to God to get help from us. And because it's mutual aid, you know, solidarity, not charity. We're doing this because at any moment it could be us in that position. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too, is like, you don't really know, right? Like, especially in this like time where like you are closer to being homeless than you are to being like a millionaire. So like you could be thrown out at literally any time. And it's, mm-hmm. it, and I think with stuff like this is it's, it's good to do this. Um, and just like, like, I don't know, in this area, especially I just, our homeless problem is, or it's not even a problem or just our homeless issue here with like, it's just really atrocious. And like the, not only that, but like the worst thing about it is, is like um, all these hotels here that are like super like cheap and stuff to like rent from. They're also like really in terrible like condition too. I mean, I get it's a place to for for people to stay if they have money. But like, I just I don't know. I just and wish the um the. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I was just gonna say about the hotels. Um, in Springfield, almost all of the hotels you can't rent um, a hotel room if you live in the city. Mm-hmm. If it's on your ID it, that you have a Springfield address, you can't rent a hotel room because they don't want people living in them in the city. So, yeah. you know, just just hundreds and hundreds of empty motel rooms that they just don't want people to stay in, even if they can pay for them. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I have um, I have a friend that's like uh he 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 was he was like staying in hotels for a while but it was because he was staying with like people that he knew from out of town and like i think he ran into that problem Mm -hmm. a couple of times too because his his id does say that so it's like i don't know it's just with like especially like with over whenever 
I remember during like when, when COVID first hit and it was, they were talking about that story from like, what was that Nevada where they were like, um, like all the hotels like in, what was it Reno? I think were like empty, but they were just like parceling out like empty parking lots for the homeless. So like on, and like on, on the concrete, they were just painting lines on the concrete that, that were like for like social distancing wow. blocks. And then instead of like filling up these apartment or like these giant hotels in Reno, Nevada, they were just making people stay in like um, parking lots that were, didn't have any shelter, I mean, anything at all. Uh-huh. I mean, that just goes to the point that the whole crisis is a manufactured crisis because we have so many empty shelters in this country, empty apartments and hotels and empty strip malls and houses and they just sit empty instead of putting shelter over people's heads and what sense does that make (laughs) it doesn't make any sense to me but you know i don't think think it makes sense to anybody (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it only makes sense to people who want to make money so yeah and it's then there's then there's like just like anti um, anti human like architecture, where it's like they oh, just put yeah. spikes on things and like make benches uncomfortable to sleep on because they put like rails in between certain amounts mm-hmm. like a size to like smaller than what a human body lengthwise would be, mm-hmm. and it's just like any any length to go to to like keep people from being able to sleep there. It's like it's just wild that like people would do that, you know. I mean, they're just going out of their way to make life more miserable. I saw one that was, um, they put a bunch of boulders under the overpass Mm -hmm. so that people couldn't sleep under the overpass. And I think you should get a group of friends together and roll that shit out into the road. Yeah. You definitely could probably like, like <laughs> that's, that's a new, that's a new, like a mutual aid idea. Just start rolling boulders like, out, into the, out into the fucking highway. Yeah. <laughs> God. <clears throat> and like, there's even like in, um, in England, they have like workshops on how to deconstruct like the spikes that they like to uh, uninstall those concrete spikes that they have. And there's like videos online. Oh, really? Can, like, yeah. There's yeah. like, there's like videos online you can watch that teach you how to like take those out. So like people can like sleep there and stuff. And I've thought about just like starting to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> the thing, whatever, Whatever they throw at us, we, we can always find a way to subvert it, you know? Yeah. It was if just, we work together. It's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, not to completely shift away from mutual aid, but I do like talking about weird shit, too. And I know that yeah. you guys live up in the mountains in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you, heard, have you have you heard any weird shit out there lately or at all ever well <laughs> um i i mean i do uh it's hard to i keep an eye t- to the sky for ufos <laughs> because we we lived in rural california for a, for a little while and i definitely saw a ufo there but where where i'm at um the trees are too damn thick so it's hard to even get a you only get a little patch of sky um but uh about a month ago we walked out on the porch in the middle of the night or before bed and heard this massive rustling 
and the coyotes, it was a full moon night and the coyotes had really been going at it all night. And so we were sure that there was like a band of coyotes coming up the hill and Patrick got the gun out (laughs) and had it trained. And, and we stood there in suspense, listening to this wrestling, getting closer and closer. And then our dog walked out of the, (laughs) out of the shadows. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) He almost got got, but. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. Extremely scary dog comes out of the woods. Oh man. Yeah. But this is, this is a dog that came with the house and he's a big black dog. And so we call him our, our booger dog or our boozer dog. (laughs) Because because that particular folktale is a large black dog, so yeah. Oh yeah, I forget about that. Like the the booger dogger, boozer. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced, but I I always forget about that. Like I've heard it pronounced both ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's my it's my favorite Ozarks uh, cryptid. Yeah, I think uh, I like the howler a lot, but the howler's like within like Arkansas and like uh, like. I mean, it's all, I mean, the Ozarks is Arkansas too, but like, I've always heard about the howler. I like, and then like, I heard about the booger dog not that long ago. And I like, I thought that was pretty cool too, but I, I, I thought we didn't even have any sort of like cryptids around here, but I was proven wrong, obviously. So. Well, in my opinion, I think the howler is a, is an iteration of, of the booger dog. Probably. There's a lot of similarities with the, with it being a, a lot. I think I think the howler is is described as a as a black creature, and it has glowing red eyes, which the booger does also. Um, the diff- the booger though, the way I've heard the story told is that it comes to steal children that have been naughty. So, uh, you know, like all folk tales that are meant to keep children from straying too far from home you know, to yeah. keep your kids from wandering out in the woods, you tell them about the booger. We definitely told our son that whenever we first moved <laughs> <laughs> to the house. Just scare the shit out of your son. <laughs> Just like, don't go too far out there. It'll get you. He's a spooky kid anyway. So yeah. <laughs> He just goes out there on purpose to try to meet the booger dog instead. Yeah. <laughs> he says he claims he's seen it out in the woods. Yeah. I bet he I bet he probably has, you know. I believe kids. If kids say they see yeah. something, I usually like to believe them. So he's had a he's had a ghost friend that's followed him around for a few years now. Really? Does it have a name? Spider. Spider? That's such a cool name yeah. for a ghost. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's awesome and like i don't know it's just like to me it's just so weird that like this area like living in springfield kind of sucks because i also don't get to see the stars very often or like i can see the sky Mm -hmm. but it's always overcast and like it just looks like light pollution yeah it's just it's just terrible out for like seeing anything but like um like i've i've talked about my like experiences i've had but like i've only seen like two uh uaps or uh we i mean they call them uaps now but like because they're not really sure what is that uh unidentified aerial phenomena 
Um, oh, okay, okay. And the only reason why is they call them that is because there's um, like Jacques Vallée, which was like a, a really prominent, like he wasn't like a, a full-time ufologist, but he did study UFOs a lot. And he I had, think I remember that name from from last pod on the left. They talk about him a lot, right? Yeah, Henry brings up Jacques Fillet any chance he gets because Henry just likes to okay. like, name drop <laughs> constantly. But like, <laughs> and like he had this idea that like um, UFOs were not nuts and bolts like uh, craft. They were just like imaginations of like uh, some sort of like consciousness, right? Where like they are, oh either, yeah, okay. Where they're like brought on by like human beings, and they're kind of like tulpas, and so uh, uh-huh. they're like shared visions a lot of the times, which is is kind of cool to think about. But so now people just call them unidentified aerial phenomena because we're not really sure um, like what they are exactly. So um, I thought I thought that was pretty cool because they could be anything. It could be a ghost. It could be like a yeah, yeah, weird construct or something. So, I mean, it's it's not really hard to imagine uh, some ancient people getting into the right patch of mushrooms and then having a shared vision of something in the sky too. Oh hell yeah! Like that's probably something that's pretty common. I imagine uh, that's like where the idea of like tulpas come from, where like they just bring a being into existence because they're all thinking about the same thing you know yeah yeah well i mean and it's kind of weird uh we had talked about you and i had talked about the howler and the boozer a little bit before and then today in the chat for my podcast uh one of my co-hosts said that she wanted to talk about the ozarks howler today so (laughs) yeah there's a synchronicity see there you go Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, it's always uh, and those that that's also something cool too. Is like I've been thinking about like uh, synchronicities and stuff where it's like similar things happen um, like between two groups that don't have contact, right? Where it just syncs up like that, mm-hmm. or like um, they they might not be like meaningful on a global scale, but personally they're kind of meaningful. It's kind of interesting how like people that are somewhat connected will sometimes think of the same things right like or things like that so yeah absolutely uh, i feel like that happens to me all the time yeah i think it i think it does a lot of like it's really weird because there's there's even like like i know people are like all often like well uh not everything connects but sometimes things do connect and like you can find connections pretty much anywhere not like with like people are like, Oh, this number connects to this number because of this. Like you can make numbers connect all you want to all day because of math, but yeah. But like actual like places being having similarities with one another and like repeating patterns and things like that. Yeah. It kind of, um, I mean, I, I really like the thinking about time in a nonlinear fashion. Uh, you know, like, the time is a flat circle thing. Yeah. And, and in Norse, uh, in Norse mythology, that's a big component of that, that, you know, we're all just repeating some sort of ancient primordial cycle. Yeah. I think that's, I think time is a flat circle is a pretty good, like, uh, theory because like, 
it does often seem like a lot of the times like the same thing happens but in different variations right so like you get like certain things like um like just different times of crisis even repeat itself too like there's always mm-hmm. like there's always like some sort of natural pandemic there's always some sort of natural like i mean that just is going to happen anyways because it's just bound to happen where there's like well and and periods <clears throat> of climate change too you know we're not the first humans who have lived through a period of climate change yeah. even though we're the first ones who have who are living through a man-made version of it yeah Oh, watch out. I'm going to somebody, some, some eco denier is going to like come and listen to my podcast and they're going to chew me apart now. (laughs) You're going to get canceled. Yeah, that's all right. I don't care. I'm, I'm bound to, I'm bound to get canceled someday because like, I'm just too harsh on criticism sometimes. But another uh, big theory that I like is uh, I like to believe in the multiverse. Yeah. The multiverse is cool. And I think like that's, I think it holds weight. I mean, I think it holds some weight, right? Like, especially with like, um, with like cryptids, except for some of them, like some, like, I think, I think the multiverse is really interesting because like, it could explain a lot of different things. It could explain like, uh, you know, glimpses of like UAPs like coming through because like something yeah, happens yeah. and like, um, for there's like theories about Bigfoot being a interdimensional creature that, shifts between like different universes and different times and in spaces and like i think especially my favorite thing example of the multiverse is like when there's there's stories of like um people in the 1800s right like experiencing ghosts in their house Mm -hmm. and the ghosts would show up as like green and red lights and like they'd hear noises and like walking around their houses and then if you think about like um that could be like an echo from the future because like it could be ghost hunters going into those places from the future and like their oh, de- their, yeah. de- their devices that they use like being like green and red lights to search for like emf and and stuff like oh, that I love talking that. yeah it's like really cool to think about that and yeah like, i mean why not and it, it could totally be something like that as well to where like it's just split like time just is split like that you know I mean, astrophysicists uh, contemplate on the multiverse. So, if yeah. it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Yeah, and like that's a that's also a theory too. Like where like where ghosts even come from is just that it's like you're getting bleed through from another like another plane of existence, and that's what makes the the energy that makes that ghost right. Like it's just somebody in that same place that you are at, um, but at a different in a different like, yeah. universe. Yeah. Yeah. And it could even be a cut another copy of yourself. You never know. So, oh, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just really cool. There's like so many different theories out there about like things like that too. And like, I just hope there's a universe where like uh, it's not absolute garbage. <laughs> like, like, like where, where this country is actually. Well, there succeeding. has to be at least one. Yeah, at least yeah. <laughs> There's like there's like one where there like, has to be a utopian. <laughs> it's like uh like we go we go and like find our universe somehow and then like it's just like the entire United States is like just communist and everybody's living really well together and like <laughs> sounds communism one here and like it's just like yeah just take me to that one please. 
it it has to exist out there somewhere. Yeah, I bet so. I bet it's there and it's just waiting to like be found or like just uh, bleed on through to ours. Maybe you know another thing I like is uh, is whenever you dream, you're uh, falling into another dimension. Yeah. So fall asleep and have a dream about the communist utopia. Yeah. You can really be there. I dream about that all the time though. So I guess maybe that's, it's got to exist now. <laughs> uh, and then like, I don't I, like, and then like um, another thing too, is like, I talk about this, like literally I've, I've talked about this, I think all, well, for at least two of my episodes now where I bring up Posada, uh uh-huh. like some stuff because like <laughs> i think i'm pretty much just at this point unironically a, a posadist and like i just i didn't know how to pronounce that actually really like yeah because a lot of people are like posadist what does that mean and then like uh yeah yeah <laughs> it just comes from like uh posadas uh or uh where he was like he was he's spanish so it's like a I didn't know how to pronounce it at first either. Like when I first heard about it and then like I had to look it up like beginning of this year. And I was like, what the the fuck is this? And like, I was like, Oh, okay. And then I I read about him and I read about like his like ideologies and like the only ones that are like really, I mean, the, 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 he didn't believe in starting a nuclear Holocaust. He just was like, that would be the only way to like, like actually bring around like, a communist or a socialist utopia is if there was a nuclear holocaust right because like it would just oh, okay so he he thinks you have to have the complete complete downfall of yeah. society to rebuild a new one yeah essentially like where the entire world structure would have to be destroyed and it from the ashes out of that communism could rise and like to actually take hold because you wouldn't have like yeah yeah I mean, you'd probably still have like rich billionaires that have hidden in bunkers and stuff and like things like that. But like there would be enough normal like people to where we could overthrow the few yeah. people left, you know? And like, right, right. The other, the other thing too is like he also believed that like aliens would come down from space and they would be space comrades and they would, they would help us usher in communism as well. But they haven't come yet because they, they we're not ready for that yet. And like, um, he also thought that like dolphins were telepathic beings and they were comrades and ocean comrades, which if you think about it, kind of makes okay, sense. Okay, So I wondered why, I wondered what the dolphin uh, emoji, <laughs> emoji was about. Yeah. I was going to ask. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. So like the, the dolphin emoji, okay. if you see somebody with a dolphin emoji on Twitter, like especially in left Twitter, that just means that they're into Posadism. And like, uh, I'm, I think I'm, I think at this point I'm just unironically, uh, a posadist because like i don't know it's fun to, it's it's for one it's a fun thing to subscribe to and two it's just kind of it's an offshoot of like trotskyism pretty much is all it is to mm-hmm. like you believe in that like sort of like communistic ideology but i don't know recently i've been well i think dolphins would made make good comrades yeah, because they already like they already go into like um, they're already in pods, which are like a uh, like a community, right? Like so, like an ocean community. Whales too. I mean, whales are the same way, and they communicate with each other, and they're very intelligent. But they like they all take care of each other. So like they're just already space. They're already ocean comrades, you know. 
Well, I mean, uh, whenever humans go extinct, I, I often wonder what will take our place as the dominant species on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume it. I assume it'll be something in the ocean, whether dolphins, whales, octopus. Who knows? Yeah, I think. I think it would. I think it would be probably dolphins. I think. I think it, if if and I used to hate. I used to hate dolphins and like, because <laughs> they just scared me. Because I. Why did you hate dolphins? <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Cocoon before? No. No. So. Cocoon is this movie about like these old people at this retirement home that like these, these giant like alien pods like crash through their the ceiling of it and they land in the pool for the retirement home. And like, it makes these old people, like if they go swimming, it makes them younger and it makes them feel more vibrant and stuff. Like it kind of heals them. And in the movie, there's these like, there's these, there's these dolphins in the movie that like are uh, aliens essentially. And like they're, uh, they just scared me because like dolphins are so smart, and also like yeah, I was like that's just freaks me out. And like also, there's like stories about them being like rapists where they'll just like, uh, just like basically rape other animals and stuff. And like I don't know, it's just yeah, yeah, I've heard that. But like they're just like it's just nature. Like they, I don't know, it's just it's just like a weird concept of like animals being like animals you know but like so but after like yeah ducks do that too yeah and after i read like uh like about uh posadas and i was just like oh okay all right i i guess i can give dolphins a chance and now they're pretty cool i like them so (laughs) i'm okay with them now yeah i i have no problem with dolphins i think they're pretty cool yeah i i used to not even want to go in the ocean with them and i would like (laughs) <laughs> I used to just joke around that like I would eat dolphin because I don't care. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I was really I was really mean about it, but like Man, you better watch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're gonna w- come for you now. Uh they they know me and me and the ocean homies are cool now, so <laughs> I am terrified of the deep ocean. Oh, you yeah. don't know what's down there. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the deep ocean terrifies the hell out of me, but also it's like really interesting. Oh yeah. Super. We don't even, there's so much about our own ocean that we have no idea about because we can't get down there. Yeah. I think it's, and I think it's probably better that way. Oh yeah. Who knows what's down there? Like it could be like, um, <laughs> it could be like from the movie Megalodon with Jason Statham where like <laughs> they, they like find this trench and there's like, this gas layer underneath there that somehow keeps uh, animals from coming up through it. And like they punch a hole in it so they can go investigate what's down there. And it just ends up being a bunch of primordial, like plant life and animals. And there's this giant Megalodon shark. That's just somehow been living below this like gas cloud. That's. (laughs) And then when, when they punch a hole through it, it's able to come back up through it. And it starts like ravaging this underground underwater, like station that they have. And like, it's just so silly, but like, <laughs> who knows what's down there? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no, the ocean's the ocean's terrifying because we know more about outer space than we do our own ocean. Yeah, exactly. And we know, you know, we've only scratched the surface of what we know about outer space. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the universe is just so vast and and just infinite and and just 
scary. You and know? humans are so silly for thinking we know anything. <laughs> or like that we're even alone. The universe laughs at us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I think we would be arrogant to believe that we're the only thing alive out there and that there's nothing else that's oh, yeah. intelligent out there, you know? Yeah, for sure. But it's a big, big universe. Uh, yeah. So now that I'm thinking about outer space again, you said you saw a UFO in California once. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I was working on a platform, so that's fine. <laughs> I'll just preface. Uh, so I was extremely high, but I still <laughs> know what I saw. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, but this was an even much more remote place than where I live now. This is in, in Northern California, far, far over a mountain pass. And we were up there working on the pot farm and we were all sitting on the roof together. And I just saw this, um, like a ball of light, but it moved so quickly and it moved um, in all different directions from side to side, up and down diagonally. And then it just took off. And that was that my, my friend saw it with me. I do have a, I do have a witness to this. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> That's awesome. And like yeah. thinking about like, whenever you have like, see it like a instance like that, where you have like a, uh, like an alien or like a unidentified flying object, like just, like zipping around that like that quick it's like especially if it's out in outer space right you'd have to think about how fast that would like how many light years that that would have to travel around right because of the distance so like it's just that's cool i always like hearing about ufos and like everyone's stories like they match up sometimes too which is pretty crazy yeah yeah i like those stories too yeah but um yeah uh yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of what else to talk about. Uh, um. Oh, I can plug my podcast really quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead and, and do that. I'm gonna have a pizza party here in a second. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and plug your, <laughs> plug your podcast, and then we'll just um. I'll just do a short episode this week. Um. Yeah. Well, it's called Hoot and Holler, and it's just a podcast about the Ozarks from a leftist perspective. Uh. We definitely were heavily inspired by the Trillbillies and we talk about politics and Ozarks culture and sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not, (laughs) Yeah. but um, we're having a really good time making it. Yeah. It's a good podcast. I've, I listened to like an episode or two and I like it a lot. I think, um, I think it's really good. And like, I think it would get, I think it's, I think like a podcast like that's important because like it would, you know, who knows who will hear that around here. And then uh-huh. it might push someone over to the left, you know, and like, yeah, because they won't be alone anymore, you know. And a couple of people have told us that they appreciate having a leftist podcast from where they're from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's important. I'm glad you guys are doing that. And, um, um, do you have any, um, do you have any, I know, I know that I'm going to plug, I'm going to put all of your guys' stuff in the show notes as well. Okay, um, cool. But do you have any other, like, I'm going to put like your guys' Venmo for the, 
mutual aid you're doing. I'm also going to put a couple of things in there, but do you have any other charities or anything that you want to plug? Oh gosh. Um, you can plug as many as you want to right here and I'll put them all in the links. I, I don't know. I'll have to think about it and give okay. you, um, give you a good list. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know off the top of my head. No, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, shoot me a list of like charities that you want to plug and I'll put them in the show notes before I publish this. I'll probably publishing it on Wednesday. I want to say, and um, okay. I'll make sure to put links to your guys's socials for your, your podcast as well. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, it's good talking to you and yeah. Thank you for having me on here. This was fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you guys want to come off, Pat wants to come on at some point. He can, uh, if he wants Yeah, that to. would be great. Um, Have him on here. Yeah. I'd like to talk to Pat too. So, but um, okay. Well, yeah, have a good recording session and I hope you guys have a, a good episode. All right. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Take care. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.